Why do you hate this movie, Barrett? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Barrett Share. Chang Chai! Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, also joined by Jonathan Watkins. <laughs> hello, hello. Yep, yep. And today we're going to be doing a mini pod. A mini pod. Shang Chi pod. Yeah, on uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. Um. Do we really need that? Did we need? I guess we needed the subtitle. Was that on the title screen? I don't even remember. Yeah, it was on the. So title it screen. wasn't like a die harder or anything. Like I don't it wasn't. Think so. I don't think so. Uh, the movie did well. Obviously, Marvel still got the touch. Uh, you know, this is not a well-known property. I don't think. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, and it did what. 85 90 million domestic and it did about 150 million worldwide so hey you know uh blockbusters are still in vogue folks we can we you know uh, i don't i still don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i guess it's more positive than negative i guess i don't know i don't know (laughs) um (laughs) anyway uh initial thoughts on this movie guys what did you think I will say that my first and lasting thought for this movie is that for the maybe the first time in all of the MCU, the action slash fight scenes are the best part, in my mm. opinion. Mm. Now, not all of them are perfect. Uh, it it very much skews towards the first act as being, I think, the best of that because there's a lot of wire foo there's a lot of kung fu there's a lot of interesting fighting styles but the action is not cut to death uh like normal mcu or or regular action movies uh there are longer takes not to say that it's you know the raid or anything like that right but uh there are longer takes there is a lot more inventive action there's one set piece i'll talk about uh later on that made me literally say god damn mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so yeah i i that is i think my favorite part and that has never been the case now i don't mind a lot of the action sequences in the mcu even though they usually are cut quite a bit but mm-hmm. this one i think by i think by far has the best action yeah um i'm gonna agree with you there um the i've never like almost every yeah almost every mcu movie before this uh any action scene would come up and it was too much going on on the screen too much editing too many close-ups uh just uh just a whirlwind of what i guess modern hollywood has deemed action acceptable Mm. action on screen i thought when we started cinema sins that i was on a fucking island about this because everybody seemed to be fine with this bullshit that was on the screen Hmm. 
And then now I've noticed that, oh, there are a lot of like other channels out there that discuss how bad these, and these are, and these are like people who really know their shit too. Like not, <laughs> you know, they're not like me who's like looking at it going, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> um, I, uh, I, uh. <laughs> That's actually Chris's verbatim in a movie theater all yeah, the time. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's a southern anytime accent. You hear that? Anytime you hear that? That's me. Uh, and I, I just, I was like, oh, thank God, people, other people notice this out in the world because I, I really, for a while, I was like, man, these these action scenes don't do anything for me. Why do Why do I like these, but I don't like these? Everybody seems to think these are the same. These modern action scenes are the same as the ones that I love from the older days you know like the uh so uh and it, and when you see it you know when you see stuff like the raid and raid 2 and all that you're like oh well that's that's the way action should be that's the mm -hmm. i mean i know not everybody can do that i understand that but man the stuff that we've been seeing in marvel before god but now yeah this is this is this is good stuff i know what you're talking about as far as the first part of this movie and then later on it kind of gets into that i will say there's more positive i can come out of those final battle scenes yeah. mm -hmm, than, mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. negative though yeah so yep. anyway that's that is that is my take as well i think this movie plays even though i've i've there's a lot of movies that will come up in your head while you're watching this you know like star wars will come up in your head every once in a while and there's like several other movies that came up in my head while i was watching even stuff like mulan and uh crouching tiger it? hidden dragon crouching tiger hidden dragon um uh what was the other there was some other movie that came up in this surviving the game i'm kidding yeah totally <laughs> surviving the game um <laughs> kangaroo jack uh, uh but uh but overall this plays different than any other uh, marvel movie that i've seen yeah um uh so it it has it even though it's not like wholly original, it just feels more original than, than most stuff that you see. So anyway, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the fighting had to be good in this movie because this, uh, I, I was not really familiar with this character, but when I looked into it, this character was created in the seventies and the comic was an answer to the popularity of uh, Kung Fu films. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I mean, uh, just from the essence of what this comic book even is, if you're going to make this into a movie, you better get some kick-ass fighting, right? Mm -hmm. And it's incredible uh, compared to others. I, I don't think the bus scene, which I assume that's what you guys are talking about. We don't have to get into details about it, but is that what you're talking about? I, I put the bus scene and the side of the building scene on the same level. Gotcha. To be honest mm -hmm. with you. So the bus scene for me is easily uh, the best action sequence probably since the elevator and uh, winter soldier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good mm. point. And that's I think a it's really good I think it's, because of, in the close confines, yeah, it's a yeah, really yeah. good comparison. And I think it's better than the elevator. I think so scene. Let me, let me yeah. make that clear, yeah. but I'm just saying, if you want to do a comparison, um, I know black, I know black Panther has that early action scene that a lot of people go to, which I really like. Unlike Black Panther, though, which I think did kind of shoot its load a little too early with that big action scene, I was concerned that was going to happen here, and I don't think that happened. I, I, now, I think that is still the bus to me is the best action scene in the movie, although I will admit the side of the building, you can kind of put those together. But everything that followed it was still good for me. There was definitely, like Chris said, a lot more positive than negative. Even that final battle, because there's just... 
there's so much going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun, yeah. but it's fun stuff. And there's even yeah. like like they take the time to have character beats and stuff like that, which I enjoyed. Um and uh yeah, no, I I I absolutely fell in love with this movie quickly and it never really dissipated. Um and um I think uh not only is uh Simu Lu the playing uh Sean or Shang-Chi, uh not only he's he's great, but Aquafina is so good in this. Um I've loved her in the past. This might be my favorite role of hers that I've seen. Um, I haven't seen that one from a couple of years ago that was like the Oscar. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the message. No, what is it? It's the farewell. Farewell. farewell yes. Yeah. I have not seen that sadly. So I said so that might be her best, but I'm just saying as far as like her mainstream big films that she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked her in this. I did. I will say one of my few negatives though, is that, if it's a negative, the way they kind of get her into the main story at the end is a little cheesy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I almost but didn't mind it because I liked mm-hmm. her so much and I liked their friendship because that's what this is, right? This is a, these are like two best friends. This is not, I mean, I don't want to like give anything away. I mean, there are, there's clearly some chemistry there, but for the most part, this is just a really good friendship, which you don't see often in these types of movies. It's- and they're not, and they're not beating you over the head with either romantic interludes no. or non-romantic interludes. No, like not at you all. Can make up your jealous. Own, <laughs> yeah, you can make up your own thing. You know, there's there's a scene towards the end where, hey, maybe they're they're feeling each other, yeah. but like, it it's not overt about it. And I dig that. I dig that. And even the couple of moments where they hint at it, it's it's kind of fine. It's the like the grandmother asked him a question about like when they're going to get married or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and that that seems perfectly within those characters. And then there's like he's shirtless in one part, and she kind of has a whoa, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. anyone though? He looks yeah, exactly. Amazing. The man, the man looks, the man looks great. And I love, I love the cap to that scene there where she's like, "Where'd your shirt go?" He's like, "I don't know." Um, <laughs> But uh, no, I really, really, this is, I, I really love this movie. I had so much fun with this movie. I did get to see it with my daughter and she was loving it a lot. So that was part of probably my, you know, totally. what I got yeah. out of it. That that didn't hurt. I don't know what this is going to be. The Marvel movies are so weird on second viewings. The ones I've seen more than once. Uh, Black Panther is a great example of one. I had high, I was kind of high on and then I saw it again and I was like, oh, that's not as good as I thought it was. Uh, I don't mm. think that's going to happen here, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, uh, Black Panther, I th- thought, got better for me on the second viewing. But yeah, to each his own, obviously. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I want to I, I, I'll we'll get into some other stuff into spoilers here, but we'll go ahead and grade it and everything. I'm going to give this an A, guys. A. That's where I'm at as well. I'm giving it an A. And I'll be honest, right now, I don't know that there's another MCU movie I would give an A to. It's like, there's A minuses, but like, this might be currently, even though, I've, like I said, I've only seen it once, so I can only go with what I'm going with now, but this is currently probably my favorite MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. High praise, my man. Uh, I'm going to go with a B plus simply because, and this isn't giving anything away, second act in this movie drags it down i think uh i understand why they do it uh it is a lot of character development it's a lot of kind of family development uh 
Mm. Uh, and I understand why it does what it does. But to me, that first act is so thrilling. And, and, and I think it builds character too, that it really uh, slowed things down for me. So I think the pacing was a little bit off for me, but it's a B plus for me. I, I think it's That's excellent. Great. The highs are super high uh, and the lows are just kind of like, eh, I wish they would have maybe snip snipped a little bit here, but I have no, no real complaints. Why do you hate this movie, Barrett? <laughs> um, I will say, you know, one more thing before we get into uh, the spoilers. There's something to be said. Uh, I think we may have said this in the Black Panther minipod. There's something to be said about representation that yeah, cannot absolutely. go unnoticed here. The fact that this is almost an entirely Asian cast, Asian American cast, Asian cast, uh, mm-hmm. in an MCU blockbuster movie. Uh, with a property, as you said, Chris, that is not well known, um, is pretty fucking amazing to me. I think that mm-hmm. should be applauded. I think it is shown to be just as Black Panther, Black Panther to a much larger extent because of, you know, there's no pandemic going on. Uh, but uh, I, I think the response has shown that, yeah, you can get non white people as heroes in your movie. And if it's a good movie, people are going to dig it. And so for that, I mean, it, it, it earns all the bonus yeah. points for me, just like black Panther in a very different context, obviously. Well, and, and domestically, isn't black Panther number two, isn't it just behind Endgame? I know that Black yeah, Panther so. was was it still playing Infinity when War. Infinity War came out. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it was. And, and domestically it beat, infinity war yeah it was the number uh, one infinity movie. war by far and away beat it worldwide yes um but um uh but yeah exactly i mean if you know the it, it shows that you can do this now it is it is buoyed a lot by the marvel brand but you also sure. have to think about stuff like crazy rich asians that came out uh, a mm-hmm. couple years ago and it slammed at the box office as well so um absolutely so yeah, it goes to show that you can do this and make money and not you know stop being as, an asshole as long as you have aquafina <laughs> in there as a wacky sidekick that's true that's true aquafina. I, I, I do want to say though going back to black panther real quick all i meant was that like i that was one where it was like an a the first time i saw it and then the second time i saw it it was like a b plus no, no, dude, I understand. The yeah. fucking rhinos at the end of that movie are so <laughs> obnoxious. Why do you hate Black Panther? I, so I know, man. I'm just, I'm terrible. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Uh, um. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to spoilers because Barrett's bringing something up that I also found a little bit lacking about this movie. No spoilers! Miss Luke's father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. No, 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 no. I'm reading the books. So yeah, the the plot of this movie is a little silly. Um... It's a little silly to me. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Barry, you're talking about the uh, 
when the revelation that he was being raised as this assassin and then he he leaves his dad and then he he changes his life uh you know and becomes this like wholesome guy without any other you know without any kind of therapy or any kind of uh you know like how does one just do that right yeah. is that what your point is that what you were pointing out that is definitely one thing. I mean, the, the, the revelation that he is this assassin and then the kind of switcheroo about, uh, I couldn't go through with killing this guy. Oh yeah. By the way, I did kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's that. And then as much as I love Tony Lung in this, uh, in this role and then the earth, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of his, uh, he's great in this movie, but like, I don't think I think they spent a lot of time on character development, but not on the Ten Rings. Like we don't really know what the Ten Rings well, honestly do. And I think I think we know why, right? Like they're going to explore that in the next whatever iteration yeah. of the story yeah. is. Yeah, I mean that's that's and that's a problem, right? That's a problem with modern day MCU movies. Yeah. Is that yeah. oh, we go, let's set this up. Let's not make them. Let's not explain it just yet. Let's put yeah. it in a second movie, even though we have perfect license to do it right. Well, that's here. that's the you you mentioned the the. Do we need the subtitle on this? The Legend of the Ten Rings. If you're going to make the Legend of the Ten Rings, your mm-hmm. your your tagline. No, that's true. Tell the fucking legend. And more Tony Long in this movie. All we know is that it shoots sometimes, and it comes back, yeah. and it glows on this guy, and it does this. Like I don't I don't necessarily need all the backstory on the Ten Rings. But also, I expected a little bit more on that, you know? Hey, I mean? and more, more Tony Long wouldn't have been a bad thing. He's such a great villain, too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I guess we can say we're in spoilers. He's the Mandarin. Um, wait, yeah. did I say that right? Why did that not sound right? Yeah, he's the Mandarin. That's right. He's right. an orange. Um, he, <laughs> well, they, had, they tell a long story, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, about, like, Which I thought fear, was really cool. They fear an orange. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Like, yeah, but I think he's a great villain, and and that's another thing the MCU has had issues with is really establishing really strong villains. And I think he's a very strong villain, especially because he's the hero's dad. I mean that. I mean, I know we've that's the Star Wars thing. I'm sure part of it uh, that you're talking about. You know, it's yeah, kind of got a Vader Luke like, feel to it. But little, there were other little. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're talking about when he was training and his mom was like teaching him how to uh, go between the light and the dark. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. But I think that's a great dynamic to explore. And I, and I think, I think that's one thing the movie does a pretty good job with is that, but also just like, and I, and I know I'm going to be alone on this podcast and I'm alone on an Island. Anyways, I love Iron Man three. I think Iron Man three is so fascinating. I love it because it really, especially that early on, it was kind of a early version of what Thor Ragnarok kind of did where it just, it, it, it did, it was kind of ballsy, right? It, you've got an Iron Man movie that doesn't really have Iron Man in it. And then you've got his probably biggest nemesis in the comics. Although the Iron Man rogues gallery is pretty weak. Um, he typically just steals from other rogues galleries, but, um, you know, and then you make him not even really the Mandarin. It's this actor, uh, Trevor, Mm -hmm. uh played by you know ben kingsley and then so this movie explains that why we and so we get that plus we're still getting the actual mandarin from this movie and uh and they tie it into iron man 3 and i think in a lot of ways like creed 2 made rocky 4 kind of a better movie 
Mm-hmm. I think this makes Iron Man three a better movie in a in a way. Although I already liked Iron Man three a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, possibly. Although I've so given Iron Island. Man. Oh, it's yeah, fine. I've, it's fine. I've accepted this. <laughs> I'm giving Iron Man three its due, and 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 I like Shane Black a lot, but mm-hmm. I was just uh, I was just it's there. I think mainly it's the the ending part of the movie that that I, I, drives I like, it so far down. I like the multiple Iron Man suits. I I will say the one problem with Iron Man three though is Guy Pierce, and once again MCU has an issue with villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you go from how they've established Ben Kingsley as this badass, and then he ends up being an actor, and then you go to Guy Pierce. I totally get why people don't enjoy that, but I just think that was so ballsy to do that with the character. I actually like that plot yeah. point, though. Yeah. I like the idea of a of a mega villain yeah. uh, wanting to blame it on somebody else while he does the all the real shit and everything. I like that idea. Um, cool. I don't think I, I don't think I, I don't have any uh, emotional ties to the Mandarin, especially yeah. back then that, you know, made me go, oh, they did it. They used an actor instead? <laughs> Fuck you. You know, I wasn't like that. Um, and then we get, but uh, we get Trevor back in this movie and Ben Kingsley is, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, even, he's great. He was cracking my daughter up. She doesn't know anything about like, you know, British actors and you know, mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, that, that means nothing to her. And she thought it was just really funny. And you get like a gizmo, right? With Morris. Mm-hmm. Yep. The movie yep. has like a gizmo and it's, it's adorable. It's that was so another thing fun. that came up and I was like, gremlins comes up in, yeah. in, in this, in my head. And this. <laughs> the other one that I couldn't think of during the, um, during the opening the the non-spoiler was uh the hobbit uh comes up because it's it's this um it's them trying having to fight a dragon at mm-hmm. the end that can that can destroy the town uh and all well, that so the, the hobbit sort of came up in my head too during during this movie. well and peter um, jackson was originally supposed to direct this but he wanted to make it into three films so they said yeah no, fuck, fuck yeah you. and disney hates money um yeah. so i uh but the thing that I thought was silly about this movie was just the, just the, I mean, I was, I was just kind of like, okay, I could do without this. I mean, it's, it's not like something that holds a huge, I don't know if it holds a huge weight over the movie, but, but the fact that the Tony Lung's character thinks he hears his wife's voice behind this big, huge, like, you know, shield that's keeping the dragon in. I don't even know if it's a dragon. It's some sort of serpent or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some yeah, sort of Cthulhu. Dragon, but I know what you're saying. Dweller, type of thing. dweller in darkness. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, he, he thinks he hears her voice and that he needs to save her. And, uh, and, and, and of course, everybody is... I'm sure there's... If I think about this long enough, I'm sure there's some sort of like metaphor to all this, uh, you know, uh, of someone thinking they hear voices and everybody else is telling them, no, you don't hear the voices at all i saw this person die and everything but i just thought that was just kind of a silly thing uh, i don't know what, what what did you guys think about that what the, that whole that that plot point i bought the delusion i bought the delusion uh a because the guy's been around for so long and he lost the only thing that that made him human i thought that rang true i mean she she made him give up everything he loved her so much he gave up everything so when she died he dove all the way back in i think the disconnect i'm having is that isn't her deaths off screen aren't we just seeing 
uh aren't we just seeing shang chi watch it from afar like we're the camera's on him when she dies yeah right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then so we, we just don't see get the, the aftermath when he's coming back from the grocery store so i guess the movie is trying to give us some sort of doubt maybe about all of this mm-hmm. about what he saw because he was a kid and they don't actually show it and i wouldn't be surprised if she does end up because this is a marvel staple she is alive somehow but no, um, he comes back. Uh, the The father comes back and sees her dead after she okay, wiped so out that whole Iron Clan or whatever it was. Did Did he see her body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he came so back he, with like grocery bags or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't feel a grocery bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He came back with like uh, bread sticking out, fucking like escarole yeah. or whatever. Well, there's always bread sticking just, out. Who, I don't know. I just I just sort of. I guess I just sort of had a disconnect because I didn't see her death really. I mean, yeah, they made they buried her and they whatever. But I was just sitting there. Why does he think so? Why does he believe so much that that's her when he's yeah. burying yeah. her and everything? So I was having a if there was a if there was some aspect in the movie where she could be alive somehow, that's something that that movie I don't think this movie addressed right. right. There was no, you're right. There wasn't right. some yeah. magic. There wasn't some magic or potion or you know something a something that you know she has in her body or something that keeps her alive. There's nothing like that. So I was just like. Where did this delusion come from? I gotcha. don't know. Anyway, I, I, I do understand it, though, from your point. What you're saying is she was so important to him. The fact that she's he hears her voice makes him believe, and that's enough for him. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it would have been nice to actually have seen her kicking all that ass before she died, because that's what she was I doing. know. By the way, the one fight that we didn't mention yet, it may be my third favorite fight is the one between her and him at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where it's fucking ballet. This is what, yeah, the that was the crouching tiger, hidden dragon thing. Yep. It's the yep. best Kung Fu movies. Yeah. Do so this good. man where it's so graceful. They're fucking flirting in the mm-hmm. middle of this battle. Nobody has ever stood up to this dude and she is just whipping his ass. And it's mm-hmm. so gorgeously done it puts it right out of the gate as a great opening to this film before we even get to shang chi like uh, it's it's just it's just beautifully done Uh, it's kind of hot too like he's getting uh, like he's like elated by the whole thing right like he's kind of like ooh, what is this about Ten rings, (laughs) i'll show you i'll show you some 10 rings come on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what did they did they explain why she was able to hold uh, she she does say that because she's protected by the the bamboo forest or whatever it is that she's uh (laughs) she says something to that effect that that's the reason why she was able to hang with him so why is it that they're having such a hard time hanging with him later on? Is that is it because it's not in the forest anymore, or is it? Uh, because I think she, I think she was special. Uh, I think that's why she was the guardian of Ty Lo uh, at mm-hmm. the gate. Uh, of course, is that he's he spends most of his time at that portal more than he's fighting them. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he just exactly. kind of does a little and, bit of things and then flies off into the. Uh, the door and i think mm-hmm. maybe the ying nan which is michelle yo's character who's also mm-hmm. really good in this movie uh, it's always, always nice to see yeah. her yeah um 
I think maybe she had, I, I believe she showed she had a little bit of powers, right? But the, but like the army of people that were protecting the village, like I don't know that they really had, they were just a really well-trained army, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they were fighting his army. And then like you said, he's kind of over at the portal. They do do that thing that a lot of movies do though, where they section off the the different villains. So like Shang Li goes and fights, Shang Li, Shang Chi goes and fights his dad. And mm-hmm. then Michelle Yeoh ends up taking the 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 big like the white dude with the mm-hmm. with the machete for an arm or whatever or hand yeah. sword. Um and uh I just thought that they always that just seems to be the thing. Like you the you all of a sudden you have tears breaking down. They do this in Star Trek all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh talking about uh battles that, that did sort of lose it lose you a little bit, although I have positives to say about it the end where we have this big huge like fucking creature that comes out of the mm-hmm. uh the portal and then we have the underwater dragon uh you know that uh uh you know that uh, who is it that summons that and then i can't remember it well i mean shang chi and his he memories goes down of his water. mother essentially yeah yeah i got the impression that was kind of like his mother's spirit coming up through helm or something and then yeah Mm-hmm. they definitely um, don't explain it it's just it's magic but but when when all of that's going around you got all those little wombat things flying around <laughs> whatever the fuck those are and, little soul uh, suckers yeah soul suckers whatever and they, and they're flying around the the battles tend to get to those too big for this movie screen uh type yeah. of thing however they are very visceral uh there there is something about the way they're shot that makes yeah. it better than your your average uh oh my god look at all the shit that's going on on the screen and i can't i can't quite put my finger on why they're they're better but i was sitting there going i was really involved i think in those i think the effects i think the fx work in this is is really good like i I, Mm -hmm. because it is cg obviously but it's kind of one of those things and i mean this is a maybe a weird comparison but like when you're watching like terminator 2 you know you were like this could not have been done like 10 years ago and like i don't think this movie could have been done like 10 years ago because i think the advancements in cg and i don't know i don't know because i i don't know a lot about cg effects so i don't know what it takes to make it better other than just Mm. technology I don't know. I don't know how much the, I mean, I'm sure the human hand has something to do with it, but I, but I don't know, but it did like you, I like, I'm typically when it's just CG, it starts becoming almost everything kind of runs together and it's almost nonsensical, but Mm -hmm. here there were like clear parameters and it just looked cooler than it usually does for whatever reason. And it was a great visual experience. The score in this movie is really fucking good too. Before you mm, skid off the score, the I don't know if this has anything to do with the the uh, the render uh, the the way the these battle scenes at the end looked or whatever. Yeah, but I I don't I don't spend a lot of time looking at watching the credits. Of course, here I was yeah. there. I was watching till the end for whatever you know bullshit scene they had at the end. <laughs> um, and um, and uh, I noticed a credit for a lidar team, an L I D A R team. Oh, okay, it sounds like. It, from what I could tell of the credits, they they map the 3D and they shade the 3D. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that's if Maybe. that was part of whatever. Now, I mean, it could be just 3D effects, and I and I'm totally not knowing what I'm talking about here. But 
but it, it there definitely was something going on with these special effects. Now the creatures that run around at the in the town and everything those still look like fucking cartoons. Yeah, those yeah. don't those aren't really like you know those are like the rhinos and black panther like you're talking about you're talking about like the lions or the ligers or whatever the fuck they are yeah yeah. but morris but morris looked really good um the ben kingsley's pet he it wasn't Mm -hmm. morris i think that's right he looked uh or he or she i don't know what that was supposed to be it didn't Mm -hmm. have a like a butt or a face so right uh, right. (laughs) well we would have been able to tell if it had a butt um but but, when, when ben kingsley says that about like uh like when he realizes that they can see Morris too. And he's so mm-hmm. excited because he thought <laughs> he thought he had been going crazy this whole time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, but yeah, you were talking about the score. I agree with you, by the way, that that was something that I kept yeah. on humming in my head. That yeah. main theme that they play a million times, but uh, I loved that uh, as well. Um, and the soundtrack, I mean, the song that's playing on the bus in the bus scene really ramps it up for mm-hmm. i can't remember who the artists were on that um i don't, I don't on remember that song uh but God, that um, bus scene man that bus, that bus scene, scene is... when it says once it starts going crazy and they put that music in that music really ramps it up so and what i loved about the beginning of that scene is we find out that he knows everything so because I just assumed this was going to be another guy discovers he has powers and he has a shitty dad and mm-hmm. we're going to have to see him grappling with all this. But like he's already in that headspace, right? Mm-hmm. So that is awesome because it's not just an origin story. Now, we learn what we need to learn about him through Katie, which is the Aquafina character, because he has to explain things to her. But they do that in an interesting way. You know, uh, it's like it's uh, the script to this is really good. It's well-written exposition. It looks like Dustin Daniel Cretton also co-wrote it with Dave Callahan and Andrew Lannan. I don't know. It's a great script. Uh, mm-hmm. But that bus scene is just the act. I, that did feel like the raid to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was, I mean, I know it's not quite on that level that, yeah. or John wick or whatever, but um as far as re- more recent stuff goes but i just i've definitely never seen anything like that in a marvel movie never no and uh Good. yeah i mean it's what adds to uh why it's such a fun experience is because it doesn't feel like your normal marvel movie it doesn't have anything yeah it's got it's got the elements of you know it's got to tie in to the original phases of marvel somehow and it does that but uh, other than the tie-ins it doesn't have any any I, it doesn't look like any of the other Marvel movies that you've ever seen. I do have a question, and I feel like I just missed something. But when at the end of the scene, when he has her take the hard right, how does does he use the guy's sword or whatever to cut it in? Like, because I mean, I know it's already been cut kind of in half, but I couldn't figure out how the bus separated. And he I know I just probably it was, missed it was because starting it was, to separate. Yeah, oh, it, okay. there was. There's a point where that dude slices the bus in half, basically yes. with his with yeah. his arm or whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, when he takes that hard, right, he knows that, that the extra force that gotcha. is going to break off the rest of the, the I mean, I, and yeah. And like I said, I wasn't, that's definitely not a complaint. I mean, I just, there's so much going on in that scene. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm going to see many different things next time I watch it. Cause it's just, I, I, it's awesome. I do have a complaint about the fact that once shang chi gets his uh, costume it's got to look like every other fucking costume <laughs> that every marvel character what? ever gets and he even looks like everyone in the army that was weird to me because his sister 
uh, gets like a different color. She gets like a gray outfit, mm-hmm. like a gray costume yeah. or something. Yeah. And he just gets a red one, and he just looks like everybody in the army. I thought that was odd. Well, I mean, but he just looks like everybody in the Marvel universe. I mean, Spider Man has that same pattern. Iron Man has that same. That's pattern. true. No, that's true. Yeah, uh, you're right. You Ant Man has that pattern. I mean, it's fucking goddamn it. I get it. You like those color fucking red, and you like those fish. <laughs> scale looking things you know come on <laughs> i've heard a lot of people say in their <laughs> at least excited these are see... dragon scales that's true i've heard a lot of people say they're excited to see how he fits in with like how he they work him into like whatever's coming in the future but i kind of just want to see him in his own movies like i don't think i really care like you know what i'm saying like i don't want him to be i don't know i don't i don't want him to be like uh only like uh what are you what am i trying to say uh you know his part cut like an eight because we've got to yeah. deal with all these other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen if, no, he, it is. if he's in an Avengers movie. I mean, this is why <clears throat> Captain Marvel a- appeared for like eight seconds in Endgame. God, that and, scene, and, that and, scene, by the way, sucked. <laughs> the, the, Oh, the hologram thing. Yeah. The, the whatever, the mid credit scene or whatever yeah, that, oh. that whole, like, I don't have her number. She always says, that doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like, what are you talking about? Why would she mm-hmm. say that? Like, yeah. none of that made sense the only I'm thing that still, was kind of funny about that was the karaoke yeah that was good that was i'm good. still i'm still trying to figure out the how the hologram meetings happen man i just <laughs> i just don't get it like we always see it from the perspective of the boardroom where the holograms are sitting there doing the now yeah. they never go back to where these people are coming from where they're supposedly in this meeting like are in the in a holodeck of some sort and the, and 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 the holodeck puts them virtually into the board meeting, and they yeah. can point to things. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, what are they doing? Um, I mean, I get from a from a logistical standpoint, I'm sure they do that because they can film them at their home or whatever. They, you know, just like I assume Wong's in this because that way they don't have to pay like Benedict Cumberbatch or whatever. Which I love Wong probably more mm-hmm. than I like Doctor Strange, so that's fine yeah. with me. Um, oh, one other movie that this reminded me of was, uh, uh, was it Raya and the Last Dragon or is it Raya and the Last Dragon? It's Raya. Yeah. It's Raya. Yeah. That's another one. And another movie that Aquafina. Exactly. <laughs> no, there's, there's that. And, and to be honest with you, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, yeah. because of the soul suckers, Dementor type of mm-hmm. thing, you know, you've got this whole, you know, tension building thing at the end where, if he sucks the soul of our dragon, we're toast. And like, he takes so long to suck that dragon. Oh skull. yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's got a big ass soul. It's because he he's so big, man. He's that got soul, a big soul. Soul yeah. has to be as big as his, as his physical but body. He's been sucking soul. He's been he sucks uh, Tony Long's uh, soul. And mm-hmm. he's, he's thousands of years old. I don't, mm-hmm. And I'm sure they'll find a way, especially with this whole, there's going to be multiverses. So I'm sure they can bring Tony Long back, Tony Long back and they can mm-hmm. bring the Mandarin back because it'll be a different reality or whatever. But mm-hmm. I didn't really necessarily think he needed to die. Um, I don't know. That was just kind of like, it was kind of one of those things where I get why they did it. But I was also like, well, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he was only yeah. in 25 minutes of this movie. Like I want him back, you know? Um, and just as an aside, I, we I think we talked about it in in the pre show or whatever, and it might end up in outtakes or whatever. But but Tony Lung is awesome. He's a legend. Um, yes. And if you haven't seen, uh, there's you know there, he's in Infernal Affairs, 
which a lot of you will know. But if you haven't seen Hard Boiled, you oh want to see that as well because he's amazing in that. Talk but, about great action scenes. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, but that's a, a – I didn't recognize him at first. <laughs> and when I realized that it was Tony Long, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm excited. It's, it's just one of those – he just brings a lot to this. He brings more than most villains do. Not to get off on hard boiled, but I do want to ask as far as like action scenes go, is there a better visual like gag ever in a movie than Chow Yen Fat? Is he on fire or like his leg is something's burning on him? He's on fire, yeah. And the baby he's holding urinates on the fire and it mm-hmm. goes out. And uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen hard boiled, I hate that I spoiled that for you, but it is just. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess John Woo came up with it. I don't know. But whoever came up with that visual gag should win all the awards. Thank you, you little piss pot or something like that. It's Um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's I told I said this on a previous syncast. It was it's the funniest thing to me. For some reason, it's because of the translation Mm -hmm. that's going on in there. There's a point where Tony Lung is saying, I'm going to go. I'm going to stay on and I'm going to like fight whoever's in the hospital or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, and he's like, and it's, you know, the, there's a fire going on and all that. And Chow Yun Fat's trying to tell him not to, uh, to go. And he's like, ah, I'm going to go anyway or whatever. And he leaves and he's like, he's like, Moya! something like that. <laughs> and the, the, the translation is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he's screaming out bullshit. It's just so funny to me. It's probably oh not a, God. it's probably not even a, the proper, like the exact proper translation, but that's the closest they could come up with. I, um, I think the thing with this movie though, if to get, I guess back on that. And I think we've kind of discussed this. This does have a lot of the same stuff we've seen in other Marvel movies, which, mm. and that's just kind of one of those things that you're going to give into or you're not. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to say this is a unique experience, but I do think that this ends up being kind of like Chris and I, when we were talking about free guy uh, a few weeks ago, this kind of, to me becomes the best example of what they're trying to do. Like, I, I think the comedy, like the, oh, this movie is really funny, which we've kind of mentioned that, but like other than maybe like Spider-Man homecoming with all the high school stuff, Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't MCU doesn't get comedy great all the time. It's mostly like broad gags and stuff. This one has, especially with, you know, Shang-Chi and Katie's relationship, their friendship, they play off each other so well. Uh, I mean, Aquafina's dynamite. I, I, I'm so glad she's become as big as she has because I would like to see her in everything. I mean, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the stuff with them's funny. Ben Kingsley is hilarious, I think. Uh, coming back as Trevor. There's a great moment in that final battle with Helm. Like I said, the final battle has all these character beats and there's that moment where Morris thinks he's dead. Mm. And then he's like, he's like, Oh, I'm okay, brother. I'm just, I'm just acting. <laughs> and he goes back to <laughs> he lays back down or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, the action, like we've already said, is some of the best in the series. Uh, you, we arguably maybe the best fight sequence ever in a Marvel movie. Uh, visually, we've already discussed how good it is and how it does it seems to separate itself from a lot of the visual uh, vomit basically that we've seen in a lot of the other movies. I just, mm-hmm. I just think this is like, if this is like the ceiling, the MCU is striving for, I think Shang-Chi hits it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think people are responding to it. I mean, it's yeah. got great critical scores. It did very well at the box office. Um, obviously it's a different model than how they released black widow. It has its own whole postscript there. 
but I, I think this was an all around success uh, for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I can't speak to the, like you were saying, the, the, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, the, the cultural, I, I can't speak to the cultural aspects that this movie presents that if it's accurate or not, because obviously I don't, I don't know that, but I do just love seeing something that is not just white people <laughs> saving the world. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I mean, yeah, 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 absolutely. We've seen that plenty at yeah. this point. We have, and, and, and having the, Little uh, moment, the beat uh, where uh, Sean at the time goes over to uh, to Katie's parents because that's what he's always done. And you've got the the grandmother. You've got the dynamic mm-hmm. between the you know the you know why aren't you getting an actual job? Uh, what they're eating for breakfast. This is not traditional like cereal honey crisps yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. Like that stuff matters to me. That that stuff is stuff that you don't normally see in a huge blockbuster released in America. And I really, really dug it. Yes. I, I like seeing something different. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you guys think of Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings? Uh, go to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. We're also on CinemaSins Twitter, music video, sends Twitter, Discord, and SoundCloud. Where can people find you, Jonathan? I am on Twitter, at uh, SamLumis13. Uh, I'm also on Letterboxd. There's a link on my Twitter profile, or you can just search for my name on, on Twitter, Jonathan Watkins. I mean, on a Letterboxd, Jonathan Watkins. Um, and then uh, I do a podcast every week called Behind the Sins with Aaron Dicer and Danae Hughes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. We all like this movie. Uh, want to see more of it. But mm-hmm. uh, that's going to do it for this mini-pod. Mini-pod. It's Chris Atkins and Barrett Sharon and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. What about Abomination? Did I miss something? Abomination is who he was fighting in the ring. Oh, yeah, and that was the cage, that was Tim Roth from Incredible Hulk. Okay, I didn't realize that was who that was supposed to be. I don't think he. I don't think he had any lines. I think it was just like he just kind of like yeah, he because he made some. Wong was talking to him and he just, yeah, yeah he would yeah. say stuff. But yeah, no, I had no idea that was supposed to be abomination. Well, because he looks a lot better than he did in The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible that Hulk. That too. And was, was he not? I, I was thinking he was red. I, I've only seen The Incredible Hulk once. <laughs> no, they look exactly the same. Nearly okay. In that movie. I'm thinking like of something else. Barely then. can tell them apart sometimes. Yeah. Which makes a really good final ba- battle, by the way. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw that in the theater. I I didn't I didn't have much of an opinion on it. I've never. I think actually, that's I watched some of it in the last couple of years because Meredith watched everything before Endgame because really? she hadn't really seen. Well, she hadn't. She had only seen a couple movies. She had seen like the Captain America movies, and uh, like maybe she saw a couple in the theater with me, like the Avengers and like it was stuff that came out around when Mackenzie was born because we would take her to the drive-in when she was a baby. Cause that was something mm. easy to go do. Yeah. Um, so she saw like all the 2011, 2012 stuff, but, 
Uh, there was a decent amount she hadn't seen. So she just started at Iron Man and watched it all like in two weeks. I didn't mind the Incredible Hulk, but I, I don't, I, think I don't, I'm I didn't hate it, but I just, I, it's usually at the bottom of the list for well, and it's people just, ranking. Edward so Norton's just not involved anymore. So I don't, it's just weird, but I remember him being good. I mean, everybody's been good, He's right? Always good. Eric Banya was fine. Banya? Or is it Banner? Eric Banya? What is it? <laughs> That's the first time anyone has Banna. ever pronounced it. Banna. Eric I knew Banna. that. I knew it was Banna. <laughs> like, there's a know. really, like, uh, <laughs> like Hispanic thing on top of it. It's <laughs> Eric Banya. Yeah, and he's like Australian, right? Yes. Yeah. It's Eric Banna. Jean-Claude and Tom Everett Scott, if you want to check that Ooh, out. Little Tommy Evs. That's what I Jean-Claude's the villain. Ever since I saw Dead Man on campus, I was like, there's a guy I want to see starring alongside Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, yes, <laughs> and and appearing suddenly at the end of uh, La La Land. That's right, that's right. I was like, why and hasn't it, this guy been in Jean-Claude Van Damme movie yet? <laughs> an American Werewolf in Paris. Mm-hmm, right. That might have been good with Jean-Claude. You never know. Oh, God, that was so horrible. I, that's, I've only seen it the one time. I've never. Oh my god! That especially at the end where they're fucking bungee jumping off the was it is it the Notre Dame Cathedral or I think so. And and and, and, and the ring gets lost and they catch it in the midair. Oh <laughs> wow, you remember god. way more than I do. It's the only thing that, I remember about that, that. is because you know all these nineties movies are starting to get like second looks from people. That's one I haven't heard anything yet. So I'm hoping it stays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It stays buried with the, uh, with the, uh, whatever his name is. I don't you need know. people trying to convince me that's a good movie on Twitter. <laughs>